Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most Canadian and horsepowerful podcast, Xbox Podcasts on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford from the Game Moves Podcast, joining once again as an amazing guest co-host. Ryan, we're going to talk about Gears 5, so please, jump on into my car. Let's go for a little bit of a drive on the Xbox Drive. Ball! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford. I'm so glad to be talking to you, man. How are you? Dude, two weeks in a row. I can't believe it. This is crazy. It. This is crazy sauce. I have butterflies talking to you right now. Me too. Oh, that's oh, you did too. I was kind of going on a limb right there. No, I'm I, I'm I'm always always a little bit nervous, but also a little bit excited. I'm I'm <sighs> very excited to be on the show with you. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun this week. Um uh, a quick shout out, of course, drive by shout outs at, to start the show, Sean. Mm-hmm. I want to say thank you to, of course, everyone who reached out to uh, both of us on Twitter, actually, for the, for all the nice comments about about me being on the, the show last week. I was a little worried that, you know, I, I didn't do so well, but um, I, honestly, I got a lot of really awesome comments. So I want to say thank you to everyone for all the, all the, the nice words. Well deserved, man. You are a consummate professional and uh, coming in at the last second here. So I really, I really do appreciate you helping us out. And I just, I've always enjoyed, we've done a number of um, guest shows on each other's uh, podcasts before, like with the GamerCast, and I've been on um, the Game Moose podcast with the Game of the Moose, your Game of the Year chats, and uh, we've you hugged, when we've we touched in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've done a lot of work together, man, so it's kind of nice to have this in the, in the weirdness that is the Xbox Drive, and uh, yeah, it just I'm really excited to be talking about a whole bunch of games uh, with you, so where would you like to start, my friend? All right, so first of all, we got another drive-by shout-out, Sean, so... Pretty soon, in in a little over the month, November second, Extra Life is coming up, Sean. Oh my so gosh! We got right. we got to talk about this because you have really awesome plans. So so tell the folks at home uh, what's happening for Extra Life. I'm so glad that you reminded me about this because. Um, so the Nintendo guru, Bobby Pauls, and I have been planning something with Lee Navarro from Phoenix Overdrive and the Nerd Overdrive podcast um, for actually a number of years. We've had this pipe dream of everybody getting together um, in the same place at the same time to raise money for those big, beautiful kids and playing video games for a long time. So here's the deal. After many years of postulating, um, we have confirmed that on, as you mentioned, November 2nd, Bobby Pauls and I will be in Rome, New York um, for a 24-hour stream participating in Extra Life. And I could not be excited because it's an open invite, my friends. If you guys, <laughs> which is a scary thing to say on the <laughs> internet, um, please, guys, reach out to me. If you're at all interested in playing video games for 24 hours in a row with your sweatiest, grossest, closest friends from the internet, um, please feel free to reach out to me. We've got some accommodations to work out and everything else. Um, but it's kind of like the greatest adult sleepover of all time. Like, this is the best vacation ever. We should be striving towards doing this at all times, getting together, playing video games for a long time, raising money for a great cause. So thank you for reminding me, dude. It's been in the works for so long that I almost forget to mention it um, as I take an aggressive left-hand turn. For sure. I mean, and to be fair, uh, uh, I us- this is my fifth year doing Extra Life, and uh, I usually always start talking about it like way back in like July because I usually like to plan all this stuff for advance because it, it, like you said it, you get to raise money for a great cause and yeah you get to spend spend a whole night just playing video games with with your buds so um, it's it's going to be really awesome this year and not only that Sean you're giving away an amazing prize 
Oh, snap, to, that's to right. Someone. I'm so glad you're reminding me of all this stuff. I'm not looking at any notes or anything. Um, yeah, so when we were at E3 this year, um, the ID at Xbox team was kind enough to hand over a one-of-a-kind um, skateboard which has this amazing uh, design on it. And only a few people at FanFest uh, were able to get their hands on one of these things. And uh, me and Luke being one of them, we had our, our skateboard signed by the Phil Spencer. And you know what? I think that this thing is best used to um, advance the cause, to raise some money. So stay tuned for more details. What I think is going to happen, it'll be some sort of like raffle. So like, I think it's going to be like one entry for every 5 or $10 or something like that. We'll get you entered in to win the one-of-a-kind skateboard from ID at Xbox, signed by the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, as part of just really like the commitment to making this a big deal and um, raising a whole lot of money and getting some awareness on it, dude. Like, I just want this to be such a huge deal. And I'm really appreciative to Lee Navarro for setting all of this up. And uh, I just want to do them right. So good good prize and, and a lot of other things coming, man. Lots of stuff. So pay attention. And truly a one-of-a-kind prize. There's like two of those like four multiple skateboards but only two signed by phil spencer so i think so uh, if you want to get on that of course follow mr sean capri on twitter for more details on that in the days to come so sean let's let's talk about games let's jump into this we're gonna we're gonna pop in our a track we're gonna pop turn on the playlist uh sean i know you've been playing a little game that a lot of people have been playing this week, so that's where I wanted to start. Okay, Borderlands Three. Yeah, man. So tell me about Borderlands Three, Sean. Bo- border- I'm gonna have to say something that I, I generally dislike when podcasters say this. It's like, well, it's just more Borderlands Three. But uh, uh, Ryan, this is this is a lot more Borderlands, and to me, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted just a, a fresh, new, like now generation version of, of Borderlands. It's exactly what it is, man. Uh, it starts out exactly the same. You've got the you've got your your Russian sort of stereotypical militia guy i think his name is marcus telling you a story you select one of your four vault hunters and you're off and running and can i tell you something really special about this man is before we even get into the game um borderlands 3 has brought back date night for my wife chelsea and i we have like we've really forged um just an amazing bond with each other over the years but you know what it's all about Borderlands, man. We we have two TVs on our wall because we like to play Borderlands co-op and each have a full TV. We don't want to do the, none of that split-screen co-op or nothing like that. Um, I love me some Borderlands. And this is, this is really, I would say, more of the same. Um, but just... 1080p, 60 frames per second, and I just, I mean, I'm having a great time with it, man. Have you had a chance to jump in or check any any video out in it or anything like that? Not at all, but I mean, um, it's one of the games where I know I will get to it at some point. It's, yep. it's uh, just, I've been playing a lot of shorter stuff, which I'm going to get to in, in, in a second. Um, and not only that, but Borderlands, it's never really stuck with me. And mind you, most of that just has to do with, I, I mostly just play by myself. I yeah. usually don't play co-op and such a big part of that game is co-op. So um, at the same time, I've purchased every Borderlands game so far, yeah. sometimes on multiple consoles. So I know, so same I know here, man. the inevitability is I will pick up Borderlands 3 at some point. Um, it's just not on my to-do list right away for sure. Um, but I'm, I am like excited to at least try it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots, and you're right. Like co-op is definitely like baked into it. And there's actually two modes that you can play when you're, when you're doing co-op. You can do sort of like classic, where um, if you, if I join your game and you're like level fifty and I'm level three, like it's gonna be a rough time for me. And they kind of, they, they kind of joke around like that. Like you could protect your teammate or don't. Um, or there's another mode where uh, it evens everything out for you, which is really nice. Um, so depending on who you're partnering up with, you might want to choose one mode over the other, which I think is great. And 
um, as time is going on, people, I think, are becoming a little bit more familiar with the various Vault Hunters. I've chosen Moe's, who reminds me of um, like a diva from Overwatch. She, she has an ultimate oh, ability nice. that she jumps into this mech type of, of, of thing, and throughout the skill trees, I can upgrade. Um, well, right now, I've got like a minigun, but it looks like there's a rocket launcher and other types of things. So, slow going, to be honest with you, Ryan. Like, the last time that I played Borderlands, I was... Um, like I've one K these these games. I have played the crap out of these uh, these Borderland games. So I've forgotten actually what it's like to start one. Like with a basic, <laughs> super basic pistol, <laughs> with like no powers and two stuff. weapon slots, a weak shield. Yeah, you got to be a little bit careful. You can't be wielding and running and gunning or anything like that. So it's right from right from scratch, right at the start. Um, and playing purely, I would say purely co op because I think if I play this on my own, um, Chelsea might leave me. So that would be bad. <laughs> Uh, but you guys could play the mode where you guys are are, are item or level same. I know, but she'll she'll know. Fine. Yeah, that's I'll, true. <laughs> she'll know, dude. She'll, she'll compare just... your gamer score while she's at while you're at work, and then be like, "Oh, Sean played last night." It's not going to be good. Him. It's not going to be not going to be. It's really it really is special for us. So I'm really I'm I'm glad that it's come out because not many games sort of do that for us. There's not many games that we really connect with at that level. Gears came out. It's not really for her, even though I think she would love it. Borderlands just I think holds such a sacred place in her heart and I love that we get to do that together man that's awesome also I, I want to uh, address something that you, you started this, this conversation with Sean it's okay to say that a game is more of the same the main thing mm. is you're having fun that's, that's right. the main thing as long as you're having fun it doesn't matter if it's more of the same. Well, and especially it's, coming off of Gears 5 where we're talking about, like where I think that's a, a lot of the conversation is, is this more of the same or not? And I would say that while there's so much familiar with Gears 5, um, going back to Borderlands 3 and then going back to Gears 5, kind of bouncing around a little bit here, it, Gears 5 really evolved things. And, and Borderlands 3, it's not a bad thing. It's, that's what I wanted. I didn't want them to really change anything yeah. with, Gear, with Borderlands 3. They're not yeah, on sometimes 5 yet. <laughs> I mean, uh, the retro gamer in me especially is just like, uh, like, yeah, Mega Man 5 isn't too much different than Mega Man 4, but I'm okay with that because it's more Mega Man. Like, I'm yeah. cool with that, with that being and they, they an iterative change. I'm sorry, they easily could have started to kind of be swayed and copied what uh, what the other looter shooters are doing, but it seems like it's been really, it, it is core to Borderlands, and that's actually, that's encouraging to me. So I can't wait to go back and play more, man, but this whole fall yeah. is insane. That's awesome. Yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, there's so much to play this fall. So, uh, and, and I mean, we, we haven't even started to see some of the bigger releases. Like, we're still, like, a month away from Call of Duty and uh, Je- Jedi Fallen Order and just so many games. Oh, my games gosh, yes. I keep forgetting about that game. <laughs> Everyone keeps forgetting about that I game, know. It's crazy to me. I don't mean it like that, but you're right. I mean, Paul. that's just like, no, I mean, that and Doom Eternal are going to be two weeks apart from each other, and I'm going to go crazy because those are, like, my two most anticipated games for the rest of the year. Oh, my so gosh. I'm no so excited for those games. Um, so... Speaking of games that I'm excited about, Sean, I played a bunch of smaller games this week. Oh. Uh, again, I told you, talked a little bit about this on the last show. I'm kind of craving smaller experiences right now. So mm-hmm. um, even though some of the bigger titles are coming out um, and I, I kind of wanted some smaller experiences to break that up. Right. So uh, people who listen to the Game, Pos- game Moose podcast know that I'm a big retro gamer. I love uh, retro style games or just retro games in general. So the first one really hits home. River City Girls. Uh, I picked this up this week uh, on Xbox Live. This game is created by WayForward, who okay. they create. They're behind the Shantae series. They created Ducktales Remastered. They also created what I would consider probably one of the best hidden gems of this generation: the Mummy Demastered. You remember that chestnut <laughs> song? I've been waiting I for you to bring up this game, and here it is, man. You did so much. <laughs> it took two episodes. Uh, River City I love Girls it. is. 
Exactly. So River City Girls is a new game in the River City Ransom franchise, which hasn't had a new entry in at least a decade, if not if not longer. Um, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up brawler game, um, but it's very similar to a game like uh, Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. uh, where you are uh, leveling up your uh, characters. You have one of two girls to choose from, and uh, you earn money as you play through the experience that allows you to buy new abilities as well as equipment for your character. So it's kind of like a brawler RPG, if that kind of makes sense. Okay. Almost like, like something like a cross between um, Scott Pilgrim and Dragon's Crown. Well, everything's got to have RPG elements now. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's also really cool is it's not really super linear. There is a, a linear progression to the story, but you can go anywhere uh, you kind of want in the city. And likewise, mm-hmm. you can backtrack all throughout the city and, and you get rewarded for doing that. There's a ton of collectibles. There's a bunch of side missions you can go do. Uh, there's a, it's a lot meatier of a, of a package than I was expecting. Really? And it really took me by surprise because there's at least like 10 to 15 hours of game here. And, and at the same time, I'm not quite finished yet, but it's not overstaying its welcome. Whereas I fi- found playing a game like Double Dragon uh, 4, uh, which came out a few years ago, um, the the problem with that game is it was super linear, and even though it took you an hour to finish it, it still felt like it was too long, whereas I'm not really getting that vibe from this game. Interesting. Um, it's is also this, very... Am I remembering sorry. correctly with the River City series that you had mentioned before? Is this the Brian Provinciano games? Is this a sing- like the one-man team kind of thing? No, that was uh, River City I'm thinking City of River Rampage. City Rampage. Okay, so yeah. this is different. Yeah, River City Ransom was on the NES. It's, it's oh, that okay. Yeah, and and it also had a very similar progression system to, to this game as well. Um, you can also uh, pick up enemies off the ground and use them as weapons and, and beat other enemies up with the enemies, just like you could in the original game. I love it. As well it. as uh, some other really cool tidbits. What's really awesome as well um, is I'm a big fan of anime as well, as some people might know. So there are the, the all the cutscenes in the game are these uh, cut from these manga panels. Oh, so that's the manga- selling point. You bury the lead, man. That is amazing. Yeah. So it basically like does does these really cool animated cutscenes where it just goes from panel to panel with voiceovers doing uh, talking over each panel, and it's just really visually striking. Oh my and, gosh, and really I love impressive. It. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been absolutely loving that game, and I cannot recommend it enough. If you like brawlers like me or just old school throwbacks in general this is a game where i would use as a classic example of a retro reboot done correctly nice um, sort, sort of like bionic commando rearmed which i also kind of falls into think it falls into the same camp mm-hmm. where, uh, because a lot of times you see retro games get rebooted like the 3d bionic commando or or uh, double dragon 4 that they change too much about it or um, it, they play it too safe or it just doesn't really hold up whatever, right. whatever game style it uses. Um, whereas this game just takes the, the River City Ransom formula and really evolves it in a, re- a really interesting way. So, yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with this game. Dude, somebody just lost a shoe on the highway. What the heck? The shoe just flew out of the dude's car and just ran over a shoe. Oh, my God. Who throws a shoe, honestly? <laughs> Is it bad that I was thinking also, that line also, who throws a shoe? <laughs> Honestly, but really, who throws a shoe? I'm so sorry. It's I can't gonna, believe that's actually arrive. a thing. Um, that's hilarious. People also don't know that right before we started recording, I almost got in a parking lot car accident. So it's been a, I should probably just get home safely, Ryan. It's dangerous driving out there. It really is, dude. Uh, so other game I've been playing a lot of this week, and, and I can't believe I actually managed to finish this. Celeste got a free update. 
Oh chapter gosh. nine. It takes place after chapter eight, and you might <laughs> be sense. thinking to yourself, Sean. Yeah. Man, I really wish they would find a way to make Celeste harder. Yeah, for and sure. Definitely that, after chapter eight. That was that was a little bit too easy. So I was waiting for a challenge to show up. Yeah, it's fine. I only t- it only took me seven hundred deaths to complete chapter. Come eight. on, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You know what it, though, man? What a beautiful game, like top yeah. to bottom, and the music and the characters and the flow and like that's a game that um, I feel like. It, it allows you to create these highlight reel moments and so shareable. You're just like, look what I did. And you post it. And it's just when you when you complete it, it has to look like a masterpiece because you had to do it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but the, the game itself just has such a, a heartwarming story and one that really touched me. So it was really um, I was a little hesitant to come back to it because uh, chapter nine basically is kind of the farewell to Celeste in general, where it oh, kind wow. of wraps the story past the, 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 the campaign. So what, uh, what they, uh, what Matt Thorsten announced before this came out was that there was no, not going to be a Celeste sequel or any other games in the franchise. Fe- chapter nine would basically be the end of the story. Wow. Really? Yeah. So it actually wraps it up in, in a way that I wasn't expecting. It, it actually really touched a nerve. I, I was, I'm not gonna oh lie, gosh. I shed a couple of tears by the end of it. Like it was, it it was really sad, and I mean, it was sad to to let those characters go as well because uh, Celeste was one of my favorite games from last year. Um, it really de- delves into a lot of uh, uncomfortable subjects to to talk about, and um, and it really sort of is a great story about mental health and kind of overcoming adversity. So, no honestly, I I loved the Celeste, and I love Chapter Nine. If you've be, you do have to have finished chapter eight in order to play this, um, and right. it is very, very hard. But at the same Man. time, if you push through it, I mean, you, I know you can do it. So um, there is one thing you should know about it as well, and I don't know if you watch Celeste speedruns at all, Sean. Yep. But uh, uh, you might be aware of what's referred to as the wave dash. Right. It is a specific move that speedrunners use to basically do multiple jumps in the air in order to uh, not have to touch the ground. Right. It is required that you master this come the wave, on the wave dash in order to finish it yeah. okay well, i just went on a journey with you right there man because i went into this thinking like i don't think i need more celeste i had a great time i had a great moment with it and it's in the past and then kind of sold me on it but that is a that's a tough move dude like that is that yeah. is advanced stuff so mm, i might just maybe watch a walk yeah i mean there are some really impressive runs of it already yeah and, uh, i would encourage anyone to go check this out but so on uh, game pass is it not is there a game pass game at it this is point now? not on game pass it was I games would. with gold though at one point i think maybe? so yeah maybe it i don't know also, i'm just making it, things up now mind you if you have a windows pc it is free on the epic game store so oh, there, okay there is that avenue if you want to explore that option. i wish i could say that's what i was thinking of, but it wasn't no um, so Sean, I also played one last very short experience. Tell me about this. It was Madame very Madame? disappointed, but yeah. Tell it me about this. Pretty disappointing. Oh um, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid so. So first of all, Man of Badan, for those who don't know, is from, uh, Supermassive Games, the makers of Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, almost like a, I would describe it almost like a telltale horror game. Yep. Uh, or, or something like, that uh, sounds Henry great. Bain. Or Beyond Two Souls, which again sounds like an amazing idea, and I loved Until Dawn. I think Until Dawn is one of my favorite games of the generation because I love horror movies. Yep. So More it was so disappointing. <laughs> it's still it's still there. <laughs> yeah. No different shoes. That was a full set. Was a left Why and are right there so shoe many right shoes there. on the road? Don't understand. I'm so sorry. That's okay. So <laughs> can't um, make this stuff up. So what was so disappointing about this experience is that um, 
it, it while it was a shorter experience, which I actually liked, they got, told us this from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, they they didn't really give you enough time with the main characters to really feel anything for them or really um, feel anything for the plot. Because um, kind of like Until Dawn, the game starts with small spoiler a flashback just like all their games do sure um but the flashback goes on way too long so when you finally get to the main plot of the game it's really only the last like hour or two of the experience and i felt like it was really it was really underwhelming because it didn't give them enough time to really flesh out the story or these characters or give you a really a reason why you want to keep these characters alive or why you care for them yeah um my also big pet peeve though with this um is that as a horror fan, one of my biggest bit peeves in horror in general is trying to stare at the audience purely on jump scares. Yeah. Because that's what this game does. In fact, there were so many jump scares. There were over 10. I counted them. 10 within a five minute time frame. <laughs> so what it's just crazy. like, and it's like, ooh, a dead body. Oh, no. Yeah, it's got to stop working playing after this a while. loud noise. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's it disappointing, does, man. It looks so good. Yeah. But I do want to say some positive things, though, because I do think that the the idea of kind of an anthology, anthology series is actually a really great idea. Yeah. I also like because they kind of like Until Dawn with the um, uh, the the psychiatrist, they kind of do this um, over overarching story over um, the, the horror movie that you're playing through. Right. Um, with, with a character that is going to be there throughout the entire anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that all of the setup for future stories is really interesting and cool. And I like the idea of where, of where they're going with that. It's just this episode in particular just didn't really grab me in any way. So did um, you buy like a, like a season or something? Like, are you entitled no. already to the next, the next one or is they, they're separate? Um, it's, it's entries? one and done as of okay. right now. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and in fact, they're, I don't miss. think they're going to use the same client or anything like that either. Um, there is some repay value though with this, just like there wasn't until dawn, you can go back and, uh, first of all, save all the characters or kill all the characters. There's a ton of collectibles and thing and things to go back for. So there is, a uh, some replay value past the main story, but I haven't really felt the, the desire to want to go back to it because I just, again, I was not, it's, it's not that I hated the experience, but I just wasn't really and it didn't really move the needle either way for me which is yeah which which you can't you can't have that right at this time of year man it's got to be kind of spectacular to stand out exactly it's one of those things where i think i will probably go back to it next year before the next episode comes out because they are coming out every six months oh very so there actually is going to be a new episode probably in january or february they haven't given us an exact date um and that one's all about uh like i'm uh i think it's gonna look like a slasher movie in the woods Gotcha. Which I'm excited for. Yeah, so man, that I'm sounds awesome. Infinitely more excited for that one. Whereas this one's on a boat, and it reminds me too much of Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, which <laughs> it was a dark God, time for the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. So there you go. So let's move on. We got some breaking news, Sean. Oh, so much on the news this week. Um, Gears Five, of course, the game of the moment, had a huge first week. No so, kidding. Uh, as of uh, this week, it, Gears Five has become the most played Xbox first-party title in its first week since Halo Four, like so many years ago. Oh <laughs> my gosh, 20, that's crazy, dude! Yeah. So well, Aaron Greenberg basically wrote this giant post about this. Um, it was also uh, the biggest uh, weekend for Game Pass. In general, yeah, um, I think they they said that um, Game Pass subscription du- Game Pass subscriptions nearly doubled 
with the launch of Gears 5, Get which out, is really? totally understandable. Yeah. Um, so that would explain, of course, why the servers broke basically when it went live, because there were just so many people, like he said, with 3 million players. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people jumping in that weekend. Yeah, with, because, with Gears. because you would think that people would be kind of already set up um, ahead of time. So you might think uh, everybody's kind of ready to go, pre-downloaded. They've been knowing about Game Pass for a while. We've only been talking about it um, since it kind of launched. And especially when they made the change to the first party thing uh, with the day and date releases and everything. I continue to find people just, you know, as I'm walking down the street and I'm like, have you heard about Game Pass? And they're like, no, I haven't. And I get into a 30-minute conversation with them. Um, they, I still find people, but realistically, like my brother-in-law was somebody who has an Xbox and, and, and barely plays it. And he's like, hey, man, like, I should come over and play Gears. And I'm like, you have it. Like, you have Game Pass. And he's like, what? It just came out. And like, it blew his mind, dude. <laughs> so there is, some, there is a marketing push that has to happen and uh, that I think is happening to win even more people over and let them know that they have this kind of access. So what a huge win, because I think the internet kind of quickly went from uh, we're excited about Gears, people who played it were excited about it, to nobody knowing how many games that it, or how many copies it sold, to I think some, some early numbers coming out of the UK, which uh, uh, kind of indicated that things were down. Now, yeah. this is perfect timing, I think, for Xbox to come out and say, like, 3 million players, most since Halo 4. Like, it kind of puts it on uh, into perspective what just happened over this weekend, which is insane. Yeah. I also think if I remember reading somewhere, it was the first time Fortnite had been dethroned in like 18 months as that's the insane. most played game on Xbox Live. So that's just crazy to think about. Well, um, deserved, yeah. man. It is. It's such a quality game. Top. I just I, I keep saying and I'll probably be talking about this game for the next couple of weeks because I keep finding a new thing about it that I'm really enjoying. Like I, I've started to tackle escape mode a little bit more and upgrade my characters and I'm totally locked in on a meal with my Halo character. And uh, so much to do. I'm locked in on my tour of duty and having those stars appear gives me a dopamine rush. I'm just loving it, man. We hit 50, um, 50 waves of horde just the other night on twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Got my Dude, achievement. That's awesome. I'm an ally with uh, Mr. Badbit from the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. So I'm just I'm, like, it's clicking. It just, so I'm glad other people are enjoying it. And I'm glad they were able to finally, it seems like it's been forever since Xbox was be able to tell, like, kind of puff out a chest with a player base like with a with a, ma- a a critical hit and a mass hit like this so i'm stoked for the man yeah for sure and and I, again it was a huge win for game pass and especially the crazy thing was game pass was two dollars for any new subscribers so it was a great deal to jump in for if you didn't have game pass already and uh, again people we've been selling, trying to sell game pass for for uh, months now so it's mm-hmm. really awesome to see so many people jump on board for a game like this I also going back to our conversation last week Sean I still shudder to think what's going to happen when Halo Infinite comes to Game Pass because that's going to be nuts well it's not even like there's nothing in between now and then like the Outer Worlds I think is something that people are going to be paying attention yeah. to as well and I think Xbox has a huge reason for that to be your, um, your, your console of choice your platform of choice where it's a multi-platform game you can play it anywhere but why the hell would you man <laughs> Playing yeah. on Xbox, like you get your gears, you roll right into the outer worlds, like holy and completely different experiences. It's just incredible, dude. Uh, yet another segment brought to you by Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, uh, and also I still can't believe that the Outer Worlds is also a month away. I keep forgetting about that game. I know. So. Don't. For, it's on top of my radar, man. It's. I'm so stoked for it. Nice. Um, we also speaking of Game Pass, I do want to bring this up real quick while we're on the topic. Uh, Jump Force and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night are actually coming to Game Pass today the day you're listening to is September 19th. So if you love Metroidvania games like I do, 
Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, go play it. It's awesome if you haven't played it yet. Uh, Jump Force is a game I didn't really jump into when it first launched, and I love anime, of course. So I'm really excited to actually check it out this time. And uh, yeah, so two awesome games to look forward to on Game Pass as well. So if you're looking for something new, even though there's a ton of games, play play Bloodstained. Bloodstained, awesome. I think, was expected. I think I like I, I kind of like held off of it, to be honest with you. Um, I played it from the library. I got most of my way through it, so now I can kind of finish that off. Jump Force is cool because I believe that one appeared on Xbox's stage at E3 originally. So what it a did. cool kind of like full circle on that. In fact, like almost every live reveal for the game, whether it was characters or anything else, was on an Xbox show, whether it be um, uh, like X18 and or X19 XO, and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah, XO so on and so forth um so sean let's let's pull into the pit stop we had some other news stories but uh we're gonna kind of pass them by as we swerve sure. into oh, the pit stop. oh look at that car pun i know um so speaking of gears 5 we talked about it a little bit uh you can now play as batista in gears 5 <laughs> he's a skin for for marcus phoenix i i'm laughing because i can't believe this is a this is a real thing so What's crazy about this, and this is the the thing I want to talk to you about, Sean. Now with Halo, the Terminator, and WWE being represented in Gears of War, first of all, yeah. A is this the new Smash Brothers, and B, who would we, who else would we want to see as a playable character in Gears multiplayer? You know what, man? Throw Banjo Kazooie in there. <laughs> like, why not just, why not just make it the full on Smash experience? What a what a weird thing because it's not even like you can throw into any any of these things into a into a bucket like. Batista just wanted to play Marcus Phoenix, so now he's sort of like virtually doing that. So you've got like a Hollywood WWE thing. You got Halo in there. Um, goodness gracious, I'm not sure, man. I I really do joke about like the um, the Banjo Kazooie thing. I'm trying to think <laughs> off the top of my head of anybody else. I'd be curious to see if anybody else has anybody, um, or if you if you have anybody that you I wanna... do actually. So oh, I first of all, speaking of rare, Joanna Dark. Oh, you gotta snap. have put Joanna Dark in that game. Nice that, man, yeah. Just that I would get, be awesome. Go through the go through the rare catalog of games, and and that's your answer, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, it's either that or like the uh, um, the car from uh, uh, RC Pro Am, because I think the car from <laughs> RC Pro Am would be an amazing character. Could you it just straight up see Master Chief though? Like, what about just straight up just put Master Chief in that game? Yeah, you could totally do it. Or, and this is and this is a very old school reference, so bear with me. You since. One of the Spartans crossed over in Dead or Alive 4. Mm -hmm. Technically, the Halo and Dead or Alive universes are in the same universe. So why not play as Ryu Hayabusa, oh the gosh. ninja master, with, with a Lancer? Oh, that would that's be amazing. great. Dude, you know what, though? Like, I keep thinking about one of my favorite series, one of my fa favorite franchises. And uh, it's my favorite because of the, the cast of characters. I love Mass Effect. And it would be really amazing to see uh, Commander Shepard or even Garrus or Rex. I think actually Rex would be a perfect fit. That's Actually, my answer. Yeah, he would be super perfect. Or, that or would just be... any Krogan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be Rex specifically. Oh, they're like the same build and like the armor is great. They're, they're cute little arms too. And they're just these warriors yeah. and their war cries would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yep. Rex is the answer. That's the correct one. Or what you it. could do, you could have Garrus uh, fight alongside the, the cog and then Rex fight alongside the, the, the locust. Oh my God. Yes. Then oh. you could do a full crossover. This like is, it. this like is it. the sad part where we realize that really any um, science fiction like series or title or property is uh they're so similar. <laughs> There's always yeah. like a, an insect type of, of, of enemy. Why not just throw some starship troopers characters yeah. up in here? Exactly. Or if you want to go super old school with rare, James Bond. 
Just put James, James Bond. Bond in there. Straight up. There's Actually, a new movie coming out. That would be amazing. So, <laughs> Daniel so Craig. Daniel Craig shooting up Bautista. Just load, <laughs> load this thing up. That would be awesome. Well, we got to get that Daniel Craig voiceover of him saying, Razor Hail. Hang on a second. The answer is we need to put, we need to be able to put ourselves in these games. We need, oh, like, I want to see, like, Wait, me where's and the you. Xbox Drive, like, co-op experience? <laughs> exactly. I want to be able to, like, customize my skiff with our logo and everything. And, yeah, dude, that would be incredible. Seeing ourselves in some cog armor, that'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. And the, the shoulder, of course, would have to have a uh, the, the Xbox Drive logo on it. That's course. right. That's right. Nice. Every time you <laughs> you're, you got your chainsaw, your lancer, <laughs> rev it up, just, you just make the noise. <laughs> that is the oh sound of it. It's sort of a chainsaw sound. It's a it's a it multi-purpose is. sound effect. You know, I never thought about that until now. Me neither. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right, Sean. That's where you got it from. I I know it. Exactly. <laughs> it was deeply rooted somewhere in my brain. Well, I think it's about that time, Sean. I think we should let pe- some people into the into the, the, the car with us, into the carpool. <gasps> okay, we got, I'll pull we got over. some questions. Yeah, man. Hi, everybody. Hop into the carpool. Exactly. So, Jesse Flores on Twitter asks, what is the one major factor or feature that Microsoft has to implement with Project Scarlet to win the next console war? Now, Jesse, I just want to point out, you said Super Xbox, mm-hmm. but no, it's Project Scarlet. Uh, I personally I believe Super with Xbox. exclusives. What say you, Xbox Drive, hashtag bah. Bah. <laughs> so silly. Well, you know, I feel like the, the tail of the tape has already kind of begun with um, everybody talking about load times. That's going to be a thing that is going to matter, um, yeah. no matter if we care about it or not. And actually, you know what? It's funny. I think that I think it should matter. It's about time that this is something that we started to care about in a big, bad way. And I'm glad that the it seems like the, the two platforms, at least, PlayStation and Xbox, are, um, are really pushing for that. Um, I'm actually, I'm expecting a little bit more streaming kind of capabilities. I think there's still, um, there's still some challenges that people face, uh, to really jump in on, on Mixer. I think Mixer's going to be, um, a really big part of the next, the next thing, but I don't know, dude, like Game Pass is the feature to me. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of the, it's become the killer app for, for Xbox. So I expect them to lean in a little bit more, but maybe I'm missing something. No, that I'm I'm 100% with you on that. I mean, we're yeah. already seeing the most important feature for Scarlet now in the present with with Game Pass for sure. I also kind of agree with Jesse. I do think exclusives or games that attract you to the platform that really matter. It, it can it doesn't necessarily have to be exclusives, but there has to they have to give you a reason to want to play it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And Game Pass is one of those reasons, for example. Like for example, if you have The Outer Worlds, let's say, on on Game Pass with Xbox or you can buy it at full price on PlayStation, why would you not play it on Xbox, right? Yeah. So I think that's a selling feature in itself. So. Well, the cross-play too, though, like cross-play and cross-save. So if you were to pick it up on, if you're playing on your Xbox and then going to some, going somewhere else, I think that encourages you to buy the game or at least be on Game Pass. I think those are those are all things that I think are going to matter much more as the as people start to realize. I think that the 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 pools of games, the libraries of games, are so similar across yeah. the systems. Like they're really not that different. So if you have things like I'm going back and forth from uh, PC back to Xbox back to PC on Gears 5 and it's totally seamless. So I don't know if that's just maybe that's a niche thing that might not be as as uh, has a mass appeal that everybody else is looking for. But certainly Game Pass is going to start getting noticed, dude. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, I agree. I think that that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, the main thing is focusing on games this time around is, is going to put them infinitely in a better position this time around than than the launch of Xbox One in general. So and, and fantasy um, football should be back too. Hopefully that comes back. That'll 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 win. Uh, what about TV? Definitely TV, TV and TV sports. Football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And a Halo TV series. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so next question, James Suddy, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name, your last name correctly, James, uh, asks, okay, so I recently set up my Xbox so my five-year-old daughter could use some of the streaming features. I'm a tech guy. I get paid to do this stuff. <laughs> I found it horrible. Yeah. And I needed to get her an email to really lock it down. What do you think of Xbox's parental controls and do you use them? So I think I have to defer entirely to you on this, Sean, because I, I don't have children, so I don't. Or any You're other not people just in the doing house. it for fun. So <laughs> I there's no, yeah, there's no reason for me to use them. So, Sean, uh, have you used the parental controls at all? Not a whole heck of a lot. And it's funny because I know Nintendo fans who are so uber Nintendo fans that they use the parental controls for some other benefits other than just for uh, for controlling child access and things like that. Um, right. I, I think that I'm just a couple years behind. Uh, Lincoln just being two years old, he's not really able to access anything like that. But I think this actually speaks to um the focus that xbox has been having like that it's not that like center of your your living room device that i think they set out to originally that they they course corrected towards games so now you have that's that's nintendo space i think to own oddly enough they don't have netflix <laughs> on theirs so very very I strange i can't believe that's a thing that they don't have netflix on switch yet but again it's like it's just p- these these platforms focusing on games i think is probably the biggest thing and i think it can be frustrating but th- there are other there are other devices, but the fact that you had to set up a, an email address, I think I need to look into this and um, and go yeah. back to get back to, to you on this, James. Yeah, and something you're gonna have to think about eventually, Sean, with your children. So I, I mean, trust me, I know I'm gonna have to go to uh, Donnie Reese from PSVG about all the controls he's got on the his routers and device access, and when do you turn off the the internet for like uh, entertainment, but keep it on for school and all this stuff. Holy crap, man! And I'm gonna do it. Hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll let Lincoln learn how to do it, and he can control it. That'll there you out. go. There yeah. you go. That's what you have kids for. That That's the joy of any old person is getting your child to do all the tech stuff for you. That's right. That's why my dad had kids. <laughs> exactly. Install the routers yeah. and whatnot. So we got one last question, of course. This is from Todd Oxtra on <gasps> Twitter. Uh, with Project Scarlet coming fall 2020 after mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, what do we expect any more exclusives to come to Xbox One S after that? Also, how long do you think the Xbox One X will get exclusive support? Oh, um, man. I believe that Halo Infinite will be the last exclusive. And do you it, think well, so? It won't even really be exclusive because it'll be on Scarlet. But yeah, I think that th- going forward after that, and le- unless they're they're going to be tailored to work on the X end, right? Well, hold on. Now that I'm talking it out, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of reconsidering. Maybe you might see at the very most the first year of exclusives, it, depending on what how many exclusives there will be on both consoles. I think it totally depends, and I I really do kind of defer to Nintendo on this one, where I think the intent was to kind of keep the 3DS around a little bit longer, um, anticipating perhaps that the Switch wouldn't have taken off the way that it did. I think it totally depends if people are if they're able to win over gamers. I think they will very quickly abandon. Um, the current generation of Xbox One. I think the the team over there cannot wait to get away from the naming convention of Xbox One. I am so excited yeah. to learn what Project Scarlet is actually called. I hope they go with the name that uh, Todd Oxtra and Mark Carabin over uh, Super Friends Unite, Secret Friends Unite, um, have called the Super Xbox. It's not Xbox 720 or anything like that. It's not Xbox but, Two. It's the hold Super on, Xbox. Sean, what if they call it Xbox One? Dash two, dash two, no V two, no, 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 Super Xbox. <laughs> um, I think if they're able to launch, really, I think if Halo Infinite gives a big reason for people to go over to that new uh, console, I think if load times are a big deal and some of those other things, they will very quickly abandon. In which case, um, 
all the exclusives from then on will be on the on Project Scarlet. And I wouldn't blame them for it, man. I wouldn't at all. I think it's awkward to have games sort of straddle. You really have in my mind, one game that can do it, and that's sort of like that launch title. It's the um, it's the yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild type of thing that you can do on both, or um, Twilight Princess you can do on both, and that's kind of it. Or like any late games of service games. So, for example, like if Destiny 3 comes out next year, it, it will be on both and will be supported across both Oh, platforms. for sure. Yeah, for the third parties, definitely. They have a they have a different obligation and different risk. Um, yeah. But like yeah. you're going to see it from more from the third parties and less from Microsoft proper, I think. Well, because the third parties aren't there to sell the next platform. The third parties no. are there to sell as many copies as they possibly can. So, of course, they're going to... Although it's, it's interesting because um, CD Projekt Red chose this generation, even though everybody said that this was going to be the final generation of consoles and, and console gaming was dying. They chose not to split their efforts where a game like i think dragon age inquisition um went both ways so but first party i think they will go very quickly to project scarlet for sure all right that's gonna be all of our questions for this week's show so if you ladies and gentlemen would like to be part of the carpool you can reach out to us on twitter at the xbox drive uh we usually post uh, a question thread every wednesday so look for that there and you can have your question read on air and and that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the xbox drive so thank you so much for joining me today, Sean. This oh, thank you. This is so much fun, man. This is oh gosh, I, we should do this. We should do this maybe next week, perhaps as well, my friend. Brian, plugs go. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, plugs. You're right. I, I was doing the music. <laughs> I, I was doing the music. <laughs> so on, on Twitter at Ryan Turver, that that's me on Twitter. You can follow me there. I will warn everyone in advance. I will be tweeting a lot about the Sega Genesis Mini this week. So that's apologies awesome, in advance. Dude. That's, that's awesome. Uh, you can also find uh, the Game Loose podcast over on game-loose.com. Uh, Sean, where can people find you? Oh, thanks, man. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. You can find me on Twitch on Tuesdays and Thursday nights at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And um, if you guys want to throw some gas money my way, if you want to throw a dollar into the tip jar, feel free to support us at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Oh, what the hell is the, ev- <laughs> the address? Yumi Capri. Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Uh, we'll fix that in post. Will we? No, probably not. No, of course not. (laughs) 